Hello, my friend, Joshua Basel here, and welcome to another episode of The Writer's Life. How do you solve the new writer's dilemma? Well, what is the new writer's dilemma? Of course, the new writer's dilemma is how to stop being a new writer, because nobody wants to be perceived as a new writer, inexperienced, unconfident, not producing very good results like we all aren't even seen as like superstars on the stage of the writing world like we just we just want to like we want to be respected we want to be paid well we want to have clients flowing to us so how do you solve the new writer's dilemma of being a new writer my name is Joshua Basel. I'm the founder of Copywriter Marketer and the author of number one best-selling program that helps writers like you take your writing skills and turn them into an amazing incredible lifestyle and I've had the privilege of working with thousands and thousands of writers, and I see this all the time in their eyes and in their writing and in their business development. Nobody wants to be a new writer. Nobody likes the label of being a new writer. But the problem is, is in order to stop being a new writer, you have to move, you got to move out of that into the expert space. And how exactly do you do that? Well, to understand that, let's look at the path and the flow here. So here we have the dilemma, and then I'm going to talk about the solution, and then I'm going to give you some key actions, stuff that you can put into practice right now, today, that literally will push you out of the new writer status and pull you right into the expert status. So you excited? Let's take a look at this. We're going to grow. We're going to just jam through this because it is not complicated. It's actually very, very simple. So first of all, let's look at the dilemma. The dilemma is composed of three things. In other words, there are, there are three basic things that cause a new writer to be perceived as a new writer, both in their own heart and, or their own brain, their own heart, and in the brains and the minds of the marketing directors. So what is going on there? What causes this to happen? And the, the immediate answer is people say, well, I don't have any samples. I don't have any clients. I don't have any business. I haven't done this before. I barely even know how to put, you know, a decent sentence together. Like that, that's why I'm a new writer is because of those things. And I'm telling you right now, actually, after working with thousands of writers and hundreds of marketing directors, I'm telling you right now today, that is not the reason why you're carrying that badge of new, newbie, novice writer. It's not the reason. And I'm also here to tell you that eliminating that badge of newbie, novice, amateur writer does not have to take years. You don't have to start down at the bottom of the swap and crawl and climb your way up out of the muck and mire and then get up on the ladder of success and fight and stretch your way up to the top. You don't have to do it. In fact, with a relatively small flip of the switch in your brain, a different perspective, you can get rid of that badge right now, today, and I want to show you how to do it, okay? So here's how to do it. Here's how you move out of the, you get rid of the dilemma. So first of all, let's look at the dilemma. The first part of the dilemma is low confidence. Low confidence. Now, low confidence could be caused by lots and lots of different things, but the fact is confidence is nothing more than a belief level. It's how you see yourself. And, you know, I, I understand this. Like, I had, when I first got started, I decided, I was like, oh, well, I'm a new writer. And so as a new writer, I can't command large fees or go after big clients. And so what I'm going to do is, you know, I said, I'm going to, who is, 
Like who, who's, who's really nice and um, who will give me a chance. And um, I can't charge very much. So, you know, it's okay if they don't have a big budget. So, you know, small company desperately needs writers is really nice. Oh, I know. I'll go after nonprofit organizations. You're like, they, they'll give me a break. That, you know, they're, they're soft hearted. They'll give me a chance. And so I went after these nonprofit organizations. And uh, sure enough, I got one to hire me. And, but the thing is, is that my confidence was so low that they didn't treat me very well. They, they negotiated and dickered me down on the price. And they ended up not liking it anyway. And the reason is because my confidence was low. I saw myself as a new writer. And so I acted like a new writer. That's a big mistake, huge mistake. So the first thing is low confidence. How do you get rid of low confidence without going through years of blundering and embarrassing mistakes and crawling up through the swamp and the muck and the mire of you know the, the ladder of success? How do you do that? I'm going to show you how to do that. Let's look at the second thing first. The second issue with being a new writer, the dilemma that they have, is an impulse to charge low fees. An impulse to charge low fees. Every new writer, myself included, I just told you that story, every new writer feels this compulsion like, oh, I'm just starting off. I should charge low fees. You ever thought that? You ever feel that? Every new writer has. So it's like, oh, I don't know. I, I just feel this compulsion. I need to charge low fees. Like, oh, I, what I did is I took uh, I took the, the the fee structure of one of my mentors and I like chopped it in half. I think I chopped it in more than half. I think I cut it down by like 70 or 80%. I'm like, oh, well, he's been in the business for 20 years. I'm just barely starting out. I think I can only charge like 30% of what he charges. And I wiped out all my prices and dropped them down to the bottom of the barrel. The other thing is we think, oh, well, I'm looking just for someone to give me a chance. If I charge bottom of the barrel prices, then maybe somebody will be like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a low risk investment. I'll go ahead and, and encourage them to, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and hire them and encourage them just to do a decent job. I mean, you know, th and, and what they're really thinking, the marketing directors, this is what they're really thinking. Hmm, a writer that charges those fees stinks. They must be amateurs. They must be like brand new. They, this, this is going to be... I mean, this is going to be, it's going to be tough to work with them. I'm going to have to micromanage them. I, you know, and in the end, I don't even know if I'm going to get the results that I want. And so I don't know. Like, and it just, it just screams new writer, incompetent writer, unconfident writer. And, and every new writer has this dilemma. Like, I think I should charge new low fees. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to. You literally don't have to. I, I tried this at first. And as a brand new, inexperienced writer, I decided no more. I got kicked in the teeth by a couple of clients, treated me like garbage, paid me like garbage, and I decided no more. And so I went ahead and raised all my prices. Shocking what happened. I'll tell you about that in just a minute. Okay, number three. Number three is the most sinister one of them all. It's, this is like, ooh, this is the worst one of them all. And this is the new writer badge. And, and, I, and I want to just destroy this. And I'm going to with this solution. I'm going to show you how to fix this. But here it is. The perception of being what I call an order taker. The perception of being an order taker. You don't want to be an order taker. Here's what an order taker is. 
An order taker is a writer who goes out there and works their guts out to market themselves and sell themselves to have someone hire them. And then the company goes like this. Oh yes, Mr. Writer, here's the project. Here's the big idea. This is how we're going to do it. This is how much you get paid. This is when the deadline is. You need to go and do this. And what do most writers do, especially new writers? Well, they're desperate. They, they, you know, they're like, they want something. By the way, Upwork and, you know, these kind of Fiverr, these kind of worlds are all built around the fact that you're a beta little writer and the, 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 the client is in the alpha position and they're going to swoop in, wave their magic wand and bestow upon you with the graciousness of their heart, a project for which they will pay you as the lowest bidder. You know, that's really the attitude, right? It's like, oh, well, we have all the power and control, so we're going to bestow upon you, you nice little writer, we're going to bestow upon you a project. Because they see the writers as order takers. I'm ready to write. You just tell me what to do. And then they give them the project. And the perception that you're an order taker and the perception that the, that the client is giving you the orders and that is telling you what to do and is telling you the fee structure, that, my friend, will keep you poor and feast and famine cycle and frustrated writer for the rest of your career. And you've got to break that cycle. And if you don't break it now, then you're just going to have, you know, weeks, months, years of pain and torture. So you've got to get out of this order taker status. Stop seeing yourself as an order taker. So what do you see yourself as? You see yourself as an alpha. You see yourself as a leader. You see yourself as a prescriptive professional. You're going to come in and analyze the situation and you're going to discover where the gap is. They're right here. And here's the, here's the real secret. See, they act like they have a, they graciously have a project and they're going to bestow it upon you under their terms and their conditions. But here's the reality. They are getting this level of results and they want this level of results. And they don't have either the time, the knowledge, or the resources to get to make, to fill in that gap, to jump that gap. And so they're coming to you as the writer to solve that problem. And inside that space right there, that gap, can you see it? This is where they're at. This is the number of likes. This is the number of sales. This is the number of responses. This is the number of hot leads. This is the number of whatever they're trying to do with their content. This is what they're getting and they want to get this. And they don't know how to get there or they don't have the resources to get there. So they're coming to you. You've got the power, my friend. I always say that writers are the engine that run the businesses of America. We're the communicators, the persuaders, the informers, the educators. We fill in the gap. And if you see yourself as an order taker of just like, oh, you know, they're just going to tell me what to do, then you'll never have the power position to say, oh, I'm going to show you, Mr. Client, how we can fill in this gap. And for my knowledge to fill in the gap, you're going to pay me really well. But it's okay because you're going to make a lot of money back. It's a good return on investment. But I'm a professional. We're going to analyze. We're going to ask questions. Look, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, will you write an email series for me? My answer is, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can help you. 
before I know if I can help you, we need to analyze this situation, take a look at it. So let's do that first, shall we? Let, let's not get the cart before the horse. And that's really my approach, and that should be your approach as well. Okay, so how do you solve this dilemma? How do you gain confidence? Right now, today, without years and years of experience, how do you resist the impulse to charge low and instead succumb to the need to charge high? <laughs> and then number three is, how do you get rid of the perception of being an order taker? How do you get into the alpha position and take command of the situation and be have a collaborative relationship with the client so they're not just telling you what to do? And here's what I want. I want to tell you a quick story and then I'll, and I'm going to give you a quick solutions here and some insights on this. So as a brand new writer, I, I had this stage in my life where I wanted to understand a bigger picture of both writing and marketing and life. I wanted to interview and talk to people who I believed had it all. They had wealth, they had spirituality, they had success in their business and in their marriage and in their family life. They had, you know, health and, you know, they were strong and fit. And so I started this hunt and I started interviewing millionaires and billionaires they weren't just millionaires and billionaires financially, but spiritually, educationally, like they were, they were at the top of the game. They had it all. And I remember sitting on this outdoor patio with this gentleman who was worth several, you know, hundred million dollars, extremely successful individual. And I was having this conversation with him and we got done with the conversation, with the interview, we got done with the interview. Now remember this person has, you know, millions and millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, runs some of the huge corporations and, you know, is extremely successful. And what am I? Well, I was just a little peon writer. Like I was, at the time I was probably worth maybe $150,000. I don't know. Like I was hardly worth anything. I might've still been in debt at that point. I'd been worth sub-zero. I don't remember. But, but what was I? I didn't run companies. I didn't have anything. But we got done with this interview. Now remember, the social status and power position here, we'll get done with this interview, in this conversation, and he leans back in his chair, and he says, you know, he says, I think I should pay you for a, for a counseling session. He says, that was absolutely, that was absolutely incredible. And he said, you know, the deal is, is that every circle that I live in, in my life, I gotta be the Teflon guy. I gotta have all the answers. I gotta have all the leadership. I gotta have all the smarts. I gotta, you know, make everything move. Like I'm the, I'm bulletproof Teflon guy. And he says, and today I got to just be me and you. Ask all the questions. And and like I could just be me. Now I have that picture in my mind freeze-framed, and you should have it freeze-framed in your brain too, now that I've told you the story. Because what I realized is all of these marketing directors, all these people who hire writers, all of them are constantly under the gun to provide the solutions, to figure stuff out, to make things happen. And if you come to them as a new writer and you're like, oh, can you please provide me with a job? Then you're putting yourself in an alpha or in a beta position and you're like everybody else in their world. They got to solve the problem for you. They got to figure out the project. They got to figure out the headline. They got to figure out the terms of this. They got to figure it all out. Now, that's what they're used to doing. It's their job. But if you come in and change that around and you put yourself in the alpha position and you say, hey, look, 
I'm going to help solve the problem. I'm going to help control the situation. I'm going to take leadership on this. If you put yourself in that position, then they're like my you know, multi-millionaire rich buddy who's like, oh, thank you. And by the way, ever since that day, that person has given me basically unlimited access. I can call up, I can reach out, I can connect, I can send emails, and he personally will get back to me, not because I'm someone so important, but because we had that connection. And you want that same kind of interaction with your clients, right? Don't you want them to have give you free reign to access their, you know, their private phones and their emails and projects? And if you have ideas like, man, they're listening. Yeah, you want that, don't you? And you can have it as a brand new writer. Here's how you do it. This is the simple way to do it. Here's the solution. The person asking the questions controls the conversation and the money. So in a nutshell, what I realized was is that I needed to be asking the questions. Now, I discovered this in this, I, in the very beginning as in my writing career, I worked my guts out to get into the decision maker of what I conceive, perceived as my ideal dream client. I wanted to write for these guys so bad. And I finally got to the decision maker. And remember, I'm a pretty brand new writer. And hadn't even been writing for like a couple of months. And and we started this conversation. I was so excited. Yeah, here I am. And I was super excited for about a minute. And then he starts asking me questions. Well, tell me about your background. What experiences you had? What kind of samples do you have? What are their clients like me have you written for? What do they say? Do you have some testimonials? You know, how much do you charge? What do you build? He just starts hammering me with questions. Boom, 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 boom. And pretty soon I'm like what my good buddy Bob Bly calls the dancing monkey. Like I'm all over. It's like, oh, what is this? This is. And I was embarrassed and I was frustrated and it made me mad and I felt powerless. And I was like, oh, I hate this. And I got off that call and I just thought deeply about it. And I had an experience where I heard a phrase from Tony Robbins and he said, questions are the answer. And he said, the mind is a solution seeking organism. And when you ask a question to the mind, it, it starts working on the solution and the answer to that question. And I realized, oh, that's it. The solution to my dilemma of being a new writer is to ask effective, quality, calibrated questions. And if I would learn to ask effective questions, then they would be doing all the answering. They would be doing all the talking. Why did, in that experience with my multimillionaire buddy, why did that turn out so well when the social status between the two of us was such a massive chasm? Because I asked effective, quality, calibrated questions. And I let him do all the talking. And he didn't have to come up with solutions. He just talked. And in the way that I asked the questions, I gathered information and I was able to help walk through some innovative new stuff and innovation always creates growth. So let me show you this chart right here. So this says, look, when we ask questions, questions lead to knowledge or truth, right? So, so think about this. Here's the big problem new writers make. 
is someone comes in and says, hey, I want you to write an email. And they're like, okay, great. And they say, well, here's the email series. Here's what it's about. These are the big ideas. You go and write the email. And they're like, okay, great. Thank you. What's the due date and what's the fee? And they maybe ask a few follow-up questions. And then that's it. And the reality of it is, is that you really need to know a ton about that. Well, like, okay, wait, who's this email to? And where's it going? And what do they see before this? And what's the call to action? And what are the key emotional triggers, the buyers to purchase? And, you know, what's worked in the past and what hasn't worked? Like, there's so many questions that you should be doing, some deep inside research that you should be doing. And as you do that, it'll lead to knowledge and truth about the situation. Knowledge and truth can lead, when used appropriately, to innovation. So innovation. And innovation leads to growth. Right? When you're innovating, when you're creating new ideas, new headlines, big promises, new email sequences, new opt-in forms, new things, that can create growth. And growth is what they really want. Now, your ability to go through the questions, obtain the knowledge, use the knowledge to innovate, and then to create growth makes you an expert. That bestows upon you an expert status. And the cool thing about it is, is that you do not have to have years and years and years of experience to do this. What you need to understand is effective, quality, calibrated questions. And as soon as you start asking the right questions, you start getting the right information back. You can connect the dots in an innovative way and you can help them grow. And you can do this right now today. Today, you don't have to have years of experience to do this. You just need to ask the right kinds of questions. So here's the deal. I'm going to give you the framework for three specific questions to ask in this order and give you some insight on this. So three key kinds of questions. The first kind of question is you want to ask them, what do they want? Now, I learned this framework, or at least a version of this framework, from one of my great mentors, a guy named R.C. Peck. He's absolutely brilliant at understanding how people's brains work, especially around money and decision making. And we found out that the first thing that you need to know is what do they want? Hey, so if they come to you and say, will you do an email? You say, oh, tell me about the email. What is it? What are the parameters? What is it selling? You know, all those kinds of things. Like you need to find out the what questions about what that is. That's the first question. Second question is the why set of questions. Why questions? Why are we writing this email? Why are you trying, you know, why, why are you doing this now? Why are you doing it in this environment? Why is it going to this group? How is this important in the overall strategy and growth of the, of the company? Tell me a little bit more about what purpose this serves and the bigger picture of this. You need to know the why. So not just what it is, but why they're doing it. And then the final question is the when set of questions. Okay, not when do you want to get it done? This is not a chronology question. This is a question of, well, when you have this done, what does it look like? What's the perfect outcome here? When we finish this up, what do you want to see and how do you want to see it? And what are the key objectives that you're trying to get to? So you want to know the what, the why, and the when questions. And when you have, when you, when you ask very, there's lots of ways to ask these questions, but when you ask these questions and you get good at that, then you can immediately turn the question, the, the conversation around. You immediately go from being the order taker, just, just tell me what to do, to be a curious investigator of like, 
oh, let's look at that. What about this? And what about that? And why are you doing here? And when this is? And tell me about what a perfect outcome looks like and paint the picture for me. And let's work on this together. And if you tried this and if you tried that, then you start asking these different set of questions. And as you do that, then what do they think? They're like, ooh, that's a good question. I haven't thought about that. Well, what about this? And what about, and they start feeding you information and that knowledge and truth can lead to innovation and that innovation leads to growth. And when you can create growth, then you're an expert and you can do this right now today. So my invitation to you is my challenge to you is, is to anytime somebody says to you, Hey, can you do this project? Or when you start engaging with a prospect or when you think of yourself as a new person, I want you to think, okay, the person asking the question controls the conversation and the money. What's a, what's a calibrated, effective question that I can ask right now in this situation to get my client, my prospect talking, to feed me information so that I can innovate and help them create growth. So I can help them take them from where they're at right now to get them to where they're at so I can provide the solution. Because you want to be seen as an expert, as the go-to solution provider in your industry. And when you can do that, You'll have no problem getting clients. When you ask effective questions, you immediately take off the badge of, I'm a new writer, and you put on the badge of, I'm an expert. Go out and give it a try. Talk to you soon. Bye now. Hello, my friend. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Writer's Life. I wonder if you've thought about what it would take to double your writing business in the next year. I wonder what you've thought about what systems, templates, tools, resources, and secret strategies you would need to put into place in order to literally explode your business and take your writing skills and turn it into the lifestyle of your dreams. Well, if you've thought about that, then I want to invite you to go over to copywritermarketer.com slash membership and check out the tools and the training that we've got there. This is not like an ordinary membership. Unlike other coaches and other mentors that are in the writing space, I don't just focus on writing skills. I don't just focus on marketing. I don't just focus on positive attitude or winning mentality. I look at first and foremost, what does it take to put all of that stuff together in the right sequence and the right order so that your writing skills can turn into a winning incredible lifestyle of your dreams and that's what the membership is all about i've used my experience over almost two decades of being in the writing industry and having worked with thousands of writers just like you and watch them walk through the process of taking their skills and trying to find clients and trying to create income and trying to automate their business and have real wealth and time to enjoy that wealth so they can have a great lifestyle. And I've seen what works and I've seen what doesn't work and I've curated a step-by-step -step process that starts you off and goes from A to Z through the entire process of going from having some basic writing skills to enjoying an incredible lifestyle and then moving past that and creating new visions and moving to new vistas and having even greater success. I've been through that entire road and I want to walk on that road with you and I want to show you how you can do it for yourself. So I invite you to go check out copywritermarketer.com slash membership and get access to all the training, tools, resources, and secrets that I've put together through almost two decades of being in the writing business and helping thousands of writers achieve their dreams. I want you to be next. Go check it out. I'll talk to you soon. Bye now.